Welcome to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast, where we feature expert thought leaders and cover the best strategies, stories, and psychology you need to land big ticket clients. Because as you know, you can't catch a whale with a worm. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay, and it is my pleasure to introduce you to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast world, Colette Portis. How are you doing today, Colette? I'm amazing. Absolutely. And by the way, Colette, I know that you're in Texas. Tell us where you are right now. I'm in Dallas, Texas, the the most amazing place on earth because it's warm. <laughs> well, I tell you, it's it's uh probably I'm going to compete with you because I'm in Austin, Texas, and it's it's a nice day today. <laughs> Texas, hey, listen, I'm from Michigan, but I am officially a Texan. Cowboy <laughs> boots, hat, belt, everything. <laughs> Amazing. All right, Colette. Well, you know, I, I really enjoyed uh, kind of the chat that we had before coming on. You are such... A, an amazing, uh, successful business coach, strategist, author, and speaker. And most of all, I just love your story. I mean, how you navigated this world that we all have to navigate, climbed the mountains that you've climbed, and finally got to where you are today. Can yes. you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got here? So I am the product of two families that is full of entrepreneurs. And although they never had conversations with myself and my cousins about and my siblings about business being a viable option to um, live our lives, it was just something that happened in my life. At 14, I was like, I I mean, I didn't grow up anywhere near a silver spoon at all. (laughs) And um, so at 14, I was like, hey, I've got to do something to generate money. Uh, just to get the basics. And I started doing hair like my aunts mm-hmm. and I was really good at it. I had a system. I knew what my products and, uh, you know, how much product and everything that I needed. Mm-hmm. And I, at that time, I also started working for the federal government. So uh, I was a little rebellious. You know, I would go in and, and kind of just do what I wanted. It was always good stuff, though. Mm -hmm. It was Mm -hmm. changing systems and stuff like that. And they would have me do something and I would go, that doesn't make sense to do it that way and Mm -hmm. totally Mm -hmm. create my own way of getting it done. Mm -hmm. Um, But it worked. It worked to the point where, you know, even after 21 years, they're still trying to get me to come back. And I'm like, you guys have snow. So that's probably not going to (laughs) happen. You know, Colette, you know, I always like to say that success leaves clues. And, yes. and I can already see that you are someone who likes to create your own path. And, and if yeah. you even, and even if you don't want to say it, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, world, get ready for Dr. Colette Portis. Okay. <laughs> I know that you are working on your PhD or at the very tail end of it. Tell us a little bit about your dissertation topic and what you're focusing on with your, with your uh, doctorate degree. So because I'm a crazy person, I'm probably (laughs) the only person in the world who's ever pivoted on their dissertation. Um, I wasn't that interested in my previous topic. And it was about women in finance, which Mm. is, I mean, still a good topic, but it just, you know, wasn't that interesting for me. And so I've decided to make a shift 
And that shift is going to be to study how important it is for a business owner in their first five years to actually develop a business plan because everybody tells you that's what you should do. Mm. I'm a mentor for an organization called SCORE, which is one of the legs of the Small Business Administration. Mm -hmm. And when people come in, that's the first thing they say, you need to build a business plan. And I'm going, we're not working on a business plan. And if you come in with this business plan, we're probably not going to use it because it's going to be obsolete in probably about 90 days. Mm. So uh, that's what I'm, I'm going to research. How important really is it to have a business plan? And one of the things I say, it's like finding out today that you're pregnant and then you go, I'm creating a whole plan around this kid. <laughs> like this kid's going to be a doctor and like I'm going to develop a whole plan for 10 years. It's like that w- you would go, that's absurd. Nobody yeah. would do that. Yeah. But that's what we do in business. You know, that's such an interesting topic. And I think that you're going to, I'm really looking forward to whatever you find. You know, that there are, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a world where people say, Hey, you know, you got to do a lean startup, sort of have a small piece of your idea done, test it in the market and come back. Other people say, Hey, know exactly who you are, what your product is, who your customers are, know all that. So what's the balance? I'm interested in what you find of myself. How do you know that? Now, one thing I do believe in mm-hmm. is what's called the business canvas, the one page business plan. We mm-hmm. will look at that because what I love about that mm-hmm. is it helps you go where um determine whether or not you know I, I think i can do this or you go i'm not about to do all of that work forget it i'm just gonna stay on my job mm. so it actually gives you some idea of where you are where you want to go mm-hmm. so i do believe in that just one page but i've had people come to me with 257 pages and and didn't do anything with it yet <laughs> Well, but it's all hypothetical. There's no real numbers. And what's even crazier is a bank will give you a $100,000 loan based on your hypotheticals. Wow. No wonder why 95% of small businesses fail in the first five years. You've got a $100,000 loan on a bunch of guesses. Mm. Makes no sense. A bunch of theory. Oh, this is going to be a powerful dissertation topic. All the best to you as you go through that. Thank you. Now, now on that note, um, I I also was very, uh, I really enjoyed your story of your foray into the corporate world. Now, just full disclaimer, full honesty here. I went into the corporate world and had a terrible time. So (laughs) if you can beat that, (laughs) I want to hear your story. (laughs) Let me tell you, um, I don't think the corporate world was ready for me. (laughs) I went into the corporate world and let me say, listen, you give me a a job description, I'm going to do that for you Mm -hmm. for 30 days. After that, (laughs) I'm going to figure out what I'm really here to do because this ain't it. Right. (laughs) Never. I I promise you, it was probably at max, if you counted the days, 30 days. And then I went to figure out what I was doing. I created one of the first external websites for the federal government at 15 years old, Mm. just because I leaned back in my chair and said, hey, can I do this? And they were like, yeah, 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 girl, just, you know, we're busy. Mm -hmm. And so I, (laughs) I totally created this website. I've always had this sense that I've known since I was three years old that there was something different about me. Mm-hmm. And I tell the story of my third birthday. It's the only birthday party I've, I've ever had. And I tell the story. It's funny because my son graduated college. Um, and so we went 
I was telling him about it and we we're going to drive by the house mm-hmm. where I had my third birthday party. And I remember sitting on the picnic table and I, for whatever reason, everybody left me sitting on top of the picnic table. I'm like, it's my birthday. Like, where are the people at? Mm-hmm. But they were all, you know, doing whatever in the yard and my head's lean to the left and I'm talking to God full mm-hmm. on aware that I'm having this conversation with God. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying I'm different. Why am I different? What's different about me? And there was nothing. And then the only response I got was, I will never leave you or f- nor forsake you mm. at three years old. Wow. What? It, it blows my mind every time I tell that story because I'm, it's like, this is my third birthday and I'm fully conscious that I'm having this conversation and recognizing that there's something different. Mm-hmm. And so when I go into a space, I've, I've had, it's been insane. I've had temporary positions where they go, we just need you to come in mm-hmm. for a week mm-hmm. and, and do this. And I end up there for four, three years mm. and, you know, taking over the, being the director of a, <laughs> an active adult community. Yeah. How does that happen from, I need you to come in and do some clerical stuff for a week. What, what? But that's been, that was my life in the corporate world. I was very successful. I mean, I was close to six figures bonusing mm-hmm. i mean if they gave me a metric i blew it out of the water mm-hmm. but i just there was something in me that knew that this was not my destiny i had so much more to offer the world and if i sat in that cubicle one more day my entire body was going to explode <laughs> you know um i have to tell you for a country um and we are the best country in the world i i'm just going to be upfront about that but for a country that prides itself on small businesses on entrepreneurship when you go to apply for almost anything the first thing they'll ask you is what's your job and if you say, oh, I don't have one, yes, <laughs> it's like you're automatically disqualified. It's almost they expect everyone. And yet we have folks like you and myself who have found a- an amazing alternative. It's this little thing called entrepreneurship. Yes. Not as recognized in the formal way. So now that you're here, now that you've found who you are and you're walking in the right path for yourself, tell us a little bit about your business, your customers, the, the challenges that you solve for them. When you meet people, who are they and what challenges do they have uh, when they first become clients of yours? So my business is all about duplicating the business owner visionary. Mm-hmm. And firing them. That's my job. Yeah, that's where we start from the onset. We're Mm -hmm. looking way out Mm because how do we fire you? Because my my mission, my purpose is to ensure that as many business owners as I can impact, never have the story that I have. Mm -hmm. Never get to the end of life and have nothing to pass on to your your children, your grandchildren, simply because you didn't know the difference between entrepreneurship, exchanging a product or service for for revenue Mm -hmm. and business, creating a system that can be duplicated so that your caramel macchiato in Seattle is the same as the one in Texas. Nice. And and this is, by the way, this is based on the experience you said you had by watching your, your grandparents and parents who were successful in creating income, but did not build the sort of, uh, longevity into the next generation. Is that correct? Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you 
made the distinction in successful Mm -hmm. because oftentimes we think success is the generation of revenue and that's it. And it is not. If you have to be there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you have not gotten to a level of success. When you can walk away and your Mm -hmm. business is making $1.3 million just the same as it was when you were there, Mm -hmm. now you're successful. And if you can walk away and know when to walk away and your business goes from 1.3 million to 2 million mm-hmm. because you're gone, you made the right decision to leave mm-hmm. and you've built this thing in a way that will continue to grow and take care of your family after you. So when my clients come to me, mm-hmm. typically where they are is they have no time in a day. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes they're disconnected from their family because the only connection they have is with their business because they're trying to either move to the next level or they have to be present in order for this thing to continue to run the way that it's been running. And so they've plateaued Mm -hmm. and they don't know, you know, maybe they've been making a hundred thousand dollars for the last six years and Mm -hmm. they go, I just want to make a hundred thousand and one dollars. Can we make that happen? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so that's what happens when they come to me and we, we look at the entire business, the culture of the company. What does your cult is your culture a culture of growth? Mm-hmm. Are you maximizing the human capital in your business? Mm-hmm. Are you ex- Are you maximizing your connections? Are you maximizing the access to your community? Are you maximizing your family? Are you, you know, how are, how are your children connected? How is your spouse connected to your business? And in your mind, is there connection? If you're a lawyer, mm-hmm. are you requiring that your kid become a lawyer in order to connect to your business? Maybe they're a guru at social media. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let them be great at what they're great at, but help them to connect to your business. So now it's a family business and they still get to exercise their greatness while moving this along. So it takes care of the family for generations. Wow. So I, I, as a business coach, do you have a specific niche of uh, uh, target clients or ideal clients that you work with? And, and what process do you uh, generally take people through? I, I know that, uh, you're an author, so I imagine you've yes. got a specific methodology that you use. If you don't mind, would you share with us how you take a client from A to their ultimate B destination? Absolutely. So my clients, my typical client has been in business for five plus years. Uh-huh. As you know, when we first start, we're Superman or Superwoman. We yeah. don't need anybody. We yeah. don't need any help. I've got this. Yeah. My last supervisor was an idiot. And so I, I'm smart. I've got it. I don't so, need. So I'm going to be. I'm going to be the idiot myself. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, we don't need anybody. Yeah. <laughs> my my idea client knows that I need others. Mm. I have to collaborate. Mm-hmm. I have to personal develop in mm-hmm. order to move this thing forward. And I need help. I need help. That is that is the thing. They are desperately looking for help because they understand that at this I've taken this thing as far as I can as one single individual being the the most influential mind in the business. Mm-hmm. I need help and I need to move forward. So the system that I use is a system that I author called Goalie, mm-hmm. which is uh stands for grafting longevity around entrepreneurship. Gra- the reason wait, I grafting longevity grafting longevity mm-hmm. Around entrepreneurship. Ooh, I love it. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. So the reason for that is 
my personal belief is being an entrepreneur means that you can, you have the ability to exchange a product or service for money. Mm -hmm. That's it. Lots of us can do that. But being a business owner means you've developed the systems, processes, and procedures necessary to duplicate yourself and fire you. I love that. There's a difference. That's a powerful, yeah. powerful uh, premise right there. Because we love what we do. Mm -hmm. And so we never really think about one duplicating ourselves and two firing ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so Goalie helps my clients to develop a 12 month strategy, 52 weeks. They know what to do in 10 areas of their business every single day. Mm -hmm. We plan for that annually. So strategy has been proven to be effective, mm -hmm. but most companies aren't effective in their strategy because they don't actually apply it. Yeah. They implementation. <laughs> absolutely. And so the second step, there's the goalie, what's called the goalie tactical planner mm -hmm. is exactly that. When my clients come to me, they bring that because I need to see that you've checked all of these boxes because if you haven't checked the boxes, if we don't understand what your revenue has been over the last month or two weeks, mm -hmm. then how are we tracking this? How do we see our growth? Mm -hmm. We don't know what it is. And when you don't know what it is, you can't really dis determine how close or far you are from your, from your goal. Mm -hmm. And so because we're tracking that, they know where they are. We know if we need to pivot at the end of the week as opposed to at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. it's like everybody going, I'm going to lose 10 pounds this year. And then they get to the end of the year and they go, Oh, well, my new year's resolution is again, to lose 10 pounds. <laughs> no, <laughs> we know how we've taken those pounds and, and divided it by 365. We know how many pounds we need to lose every day in order to get to 10 pounds by the end of the year. Wow. So we're holding them accountable for that. Mm. But this is not a one man band. I'm a collaborator. So I have, all kinds of partners in business who mm -hmm. help me get my clients to where they need to be because I am not an expert in everything. I am not every woman. It is not all in me and I don't want it to be. Did you say you are not every woman? I, I, I am thought, not. I thought, I thought Shaka Khan said she was. No. Right? Well, Shaka, <laughs> as much as I love her, she can have it. Can I have do it. not want. No, I do not want it. You know, um, they say that uh, true leadership is when you um, know the way, um, can show the way, and have gone the way. Uh, yes. Obviously, you're doing all of those things. I I'm wondering if you have a favorite story of one of your clients, and you don't have to name any names, who had to struggle from wherever they were to going through your process and working with you, and now they are in their promised land. Just give us a sense of that story. Let me tell you something. I had a client that came to me. She was already at... Uh, 360,000 in her business. I mean, 300,000 in her business. Mm -hmm. And she came to me and she said, I want to triple my income. Mm -hmm. And I said, awesome. It's going to take us two years to get you there the right way. Mm -hmm. And she said, okay. And so I am telling you, listen, when we started talking about the basics, when you look at my book, most people think that Oh, this is only for new beginning mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. It is not. I have a client who's been in business for 43 years, longer than I've been alive. Mm -hmm. And 
he hadn't done the basics. Like what's your mission? What's your vision? What's your core values? Who's your target market? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm having this conversation with her about target markets and tears come to her eyes mm. because the entrepreneur typically thinks I will take anybody who has money. And then when you start to make them narrow that window, mm-hmm. you're not, not telling them that they can't take money from anybody who has money. But when you start to narrow, it's scary. I've had grown men cry about that one thing. And so I'm saying to her, we've got to narrow this. We've got to narrow this. And she, almost every session, she would go, I can't do that. And then two or three days later, she'll call me. She'll go, oh my God, I did it. And it worked. I'm like, I know. I know it worked. So I'm tell I'm I'm helping her. She's she's an, uh, an older woman. She's in her fifties. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when I'm working with, with millennials or or m- veterans, they're like, whatever you tell me, I'm doing it. I don't mm-hmm. really care. We're we're going to head first into the fear. Mm-hmm. But she's a, she's in her fifties, and so it was difficult for her to change, and difficult for her to pivot, and difficult for her to let go mm-hmm. of some tasks and things like that in her business. Well, 10 months later, her income's doubled. Wow. And she's like, oh my God, I can't believe this work. And I said, it's not about this working. It's about you working. Mm. And you did it. Like you, do you see what you've done in just this little period of time where you wouldn't talk to, like her mantra was, I don't talk to people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, well, how do you, how do you have a business exactly when you don't talk to people? But she did it. Mm -hmm. She did it. She's got her team built. Mm-hmm. Um, she's doing more today than she ever thought she would ever do. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is she's one of those people who started the business just because she realized she didn't want to sit in a cubicle. And so let me just find something to yeah. do. Yeah. And she did. There was no real passion, but now the drive and the passion and the confidence that she has is phenomenal. Isn't it amazing how she probably got some of that passion from your contagious passion, right? <laughs> Which is very obvious as you share that story. By the way, Colette, you um, mentioned your book, and I don't believe I have the title. Tell us the title of the book you're referencing. The title is Goalie. Oh, so, so it the, is the same title as the it methodology. Is goalie. Okay, Goalie. Yeah. Got it. And if got you it. go to Amazon and you type in Colette Portis, you'll find both there's goalie and then there's the goalie tactical planner, Very which good. is what they use to track their progress. Very good. Now give us a sense of some of the, oh, mindset hurdles or difficulties <laughs> <laughs> or difficulties that you find in the market um, that you have to almost sort of change and shift beliefs for people before they can actually be successful. You know, not, a, not everyone who shows up and says, Hey, I'll pay you money. Help me. Uh, can be successful without these sort of mindset shifts. Can you share what you've experienced in that area? Absolutely. So one one thing about me is I am very particular about the people that I work with. I do not work with everybody. Mm. I was I had a call with a potential client the other day, and I'm she's you know come to some level of success. Her hurdle, the thing that's holding her back, is she can't move past being the one who does everything. Mm. And so we went to her website and I'm like, first of all, it is way overwhelming when you get there, just Mm -hmm. off top. Nobody's clicking anything because you're overwhelmed. You're closing that thing out. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying to her, I say, well, who, who maintains it? And she says, I do. Mm. And I said, well, okay, how much are you worth an hour? She said about 650 an hour. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, well, how many hours a week does it take you to maintain the site? And she says, well, I spent about four hours a week. I said, so 650 times four, that's a significant amount of money, right? Mm-hmm. I said, where you could probably pay somebody $100 a week to maintain this. Why wouldn't you do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, she was so challenged, never got it. She's, she's like, oh, I'm just so overwhelmed by the thought mm-hmm. of letting somebody take it over. It's when you become, the more important you become to your business, because mm-hmm. it's your brainchild. It's the secret that God gave you, not anybody else. Mm-hmm. The more you're worth. And then you have to really start evaluating how you spend your time. And one of the main challenges is letting go of those things that are eating up your time because that's what you don't get back. You can always go get money. Mm -hmm. Time is the thing you can't get back. And letting things go and trusting someone else to be able to take it over. The main issue in that though Mm -hmm. is they don't have a plan themselves. Mm. Once they develop a plan, for instance, when my, when my clients use goalie, they immediately identify, I want to do this. I don't want to do that. So I need to go hire somebody. Mm -hmm. I'm not that great at this or, and maybe I want to become greater. Mm -hmm. And so I'll hold on to it or I have no desire to do this ever. So I'm just (laughs) going to hire somebody. But the problem is they don't have a plan. And Mm -hmm. so it's really hard to let go of some of the, the responsibility because they don't understand how it equates to their bottom line. Wow. Amazing insights there. Now, Colette, if you could take us through the world of what we call big ticket clients here on our show, which is, you know, most of us arrive at that place in our businesses where we realize, you know, we could charge $5 uh, for 10 people to get $50, or we could charge, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) $50 to one person to get $50. And, And you realize that you need to go after big ticket clients. And then you struggle with how do I do that? Um, you know, what has been your experience about the difference between going after big ticket clients versus small ticket uh, world? The main thing about making the transition mm-hmm. is your own personal mindset. Mm. Do you believe that you're worth it? Mm. Do you think you can charge that much? <laughs> do you think, but not only do you think before we even get to price, yeah. What's the value that you bring? Do you have a system? So people come to me all the time and and ask me about hiring a coach and things like that. And the first thing I tell them, I don't care if it's day one of your business or day one million of your business. Mm -hmm. What is their system? Mm. Where are they taking you to? Have they made it there? Mm. And if they haven't made it there, what, who are they partnering with Mm -hmm. to get you there? Because oftentimes there are so many people who call them co- call themselves coaches and call themselves consultants that have no system. Mm. They don't know how they're taking you from A to B. And that we hired them and it's a bunch of counseling sessions. Powerful, powerful stuff. So you're saying before you start going after big ticket clients, make sure you've got a system that can deliver big ticket outcomes, right? Absolutely. And you have the mindset to that can do it. that. Because there is this thing called the gap. Mm-hmm. You have to maintain the gap. You, The moment your client's knowledge matches your knowledge, mm-hmm. you guys are done. The relationship's over. You got to be one step ahead or one week ahead, huh? <laughs> At least one week ahead. <laughs> 
ahead. And how do you do that? You're reading, you're watching podcasts like this, mm. you're listening to audios, you're going to the spaces and places where big ticket clients are. How about that? How about that? Powerful, powerful stuff. Hey, Colette, as you can tell, we could keep talking. We could just keep yes. going. But as we close out, could you give us maybe one or two last pieces of advice for anyone watching this who is so, you know, uh, amazed at, at, you know, the, 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 the strategies and the systems you've already described and would love to learn more. Give us uh, some advice on what we need to do to prepare ourselves for that next level of success. Number one, mm-hmm. know that everything you need is in you. Ooh, are you saying, Every- we are, are you saying we are already enough? You are enough and stand in it, be confident in it and know that you are enough on those days when you say something and you go, oh, my God, did I say that? Yes, because it was always there. And then number two, Mm -hmm. keep one foot in front of the other. Mm -hmm. If on your worst day, what I tell my clients is you still have to be responsible for doing one thing. Mm -hmm. Just one. I know the world is going to shake you. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Wake up every day knowing that you're in a battle to maintain this purpose, vision, plan. Know that. And when the world shakes you, take one step, even if it's just posting something on social media that's relevant to your business. Mm-hmm. I only ask you to do one thing today. That's it. And then lastly, you have permission to quit mm. only in your head. Your hands and feet have to keep working. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Say that again, please. I love that. <laughs> you have permission to quit. Uh-huh. Only in your head, your hands and feet have to keep working. Wow. That's some deep insight, by the way, just so you know. All right. Got right? bumps just thinking about that. <laughs> all right. Well, Colette, how can people reach you if, uh, if they want to connect with you, learn more from you, maybe get your book? What are the different ways or best ways to connect with you online? Um, they can always go to ColettePortis.com. You can, if you order books on ColettePortis.com, they're actually signed copies. Oh my goodness. Oh, Cause nice. you're special. Wow. Uh, you can also get the book on Amazon. Mm-hmm. You can connect with me on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn. All right. Well, it has been a pleasure. Really enjoyed learning from you and just understanding your background and learning everything about your stories. Thank you so much, Colette. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. This has been great. I love it. I love your podcast. Thank you so much. All right. We'll talk to you very soon. Okay. Awesome. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast. For more episodes and strategies, visit BigTicketClients.com. That's www.BigTicketClients.com. And remember, you can't catch a whale with a worm.